I'm coming out as trans. This is The Social Dose. The Social Dose is your go-to podcast for a gorgeous dose of what's going on in the world of social media. Brought to you now every Tuesday and Thursday. Today is Thursday, August 3rd, and I'm Paris Nicholson at Paris Nicholson on socials. And I'm Michael Judson Berry at M. Judson Berry on socials. And now let's get into these headlines. Our top story today is our top story. Troy Sivan came out as a top online, leading to an outpour of celebrity position reveals. Then, I'm Podcast Ken, anywhere else I'd be a 10. We get into the trending song that has Barbies showing off their Ken's specialty skills. All this breaking social media news and more coming up next on The Social Dose. We'll get right back into our timelines after we check the group chat. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Paris. And I'm Michael. And this is The Social Dose. Michaela, we have to talk about things. Yes. First and foremost, it has been a busy week for me. Mm-hmm. I posted a video announcing to the world that I am trans. Thank yes. you, everybody. Besties, also everyone that's listened to this podcast, I'm sure y'all knew this. I'm sure y'all <laughs> saw this coming a mile away. <laughs> but I wanted to share this video for two reasons. One, as a PSA to everybody that I know and love so I can stop telling them and stop having this conversation over and over again. It's like, hey, here's the video. Go watch that. Mm-hmm. Two, I wanted to share my experience in the off chance that it would help somebody because every trans experience is different. And when I was going through this, I was watching every possible story I could just to see like where I fit and how it all made sense for me. And what I found super interesting is that on Instagram, nothing but love and support, like a floodgate of love and support, which I was like really touched by. It was like such a, I felt so loved. Um, It's been really wonderful. But not really a lot of people being like, particularly transphobic, which thank God, or even being like, oh, this story resonated me with in this specific way. It was more like, congratulations, we're so happy for you. Mm -hmm. Whereas on TikTok, obviously lots of love and support, but so many different people being like, this story spoke to me in this way, or this is what I'm going through now. And I was really surprised by that difference in demographic because Instagram is people that I mostly know personally, where TikTok is like hundreds of thousands of strangers that have found me by one way or another through the algorithm. Mm -hmm. So I'm just very satisfied with how this video turned out. And I got so many beautiful comments. There was even a guy who was like, from a straight white guy, this is the first video I've ever watched that's like helped me to get it. And I was like, damn, right there. If I can convert one transphobic straight guy to like kind of understanding it and being slightly less transphobic, it was all worth it. Oh, that's awesome. I have heard from multiple people who saw your video who were like, oh my God, wait, I've never heard this put this way. And it makes a little bit more sense to me now. Like, Ugh. or just saying that they loved it. Like, oh my God, I saw Paris's video. It was so beautiful. I'm so excited. This is so exciting. You know, I, I love that they reaching out to you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, you know, obviously I'm the most important person here, Paris. I know you're going through something, <laughs> but I'm going through it adjacently. So really this is about me um, and my journey vicariously through you. Uh, yeah. 
No, it's, no. it was, I love that that was the sentiment. I'm so glad that you had that reaction. As well, you yeah, should. It's exciting God. and beautiful. And I think you are so articulate and you you just have such a great way of phrasing things. I don't know. Like, I, I just you thought know you did a brilliant job. is so exciting and beautiful and articulate and so good at phrasing things? Uh-huh. That is none other than drag legend, trans icon, and just overall breath of fresh air, our guest today, Miss Peppermint. Yay. Peppermint, welcome to The Social Dose. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being here. It's wonderful to be here for my very first social dose moment. You're taking my social dose virginity, and I'm very excited about it. What a special day and special moment. Paris, congratulations. Welcome home, darling. Thank you, Peppermint. I feel home. I feel like such a weight has been lifted already. Yeah. Like, once you kind of get to that point, you just want to shout it from the rooftops. Or maybe that's just me, but I was like, ah, (laughs) I figured it out. <laughs> I mean, hopefully the feeling, I mean, you know, I saw your, uh, a little bit of your video and um, and it was absolutely glorious. Coming out again is, you know, I mean, that's definitely a theme that I think a lot of trans people can, um, can at least once or like of our age, you know, like probably adult yeah. age uh, who come out as adults, you know, probably can identify with. I certainly can. Uh but yeah, it's always better the second or third time. <laughs> and listen, Peppermint, we can't say that your impact on the culture did not have an impact on my personal journey. Aww. That would be wrong to say, because obviously trans visibility helps trans people be visible. So thank you for everything that you've done. Oh, well, thank you. You know, we're in this fight together. I guess we always have been, but I mean, it's uh, it's always great to have new folks up to bat, so... I'm happy to be here. Now, something else that you've done that's amazing for the culture is a video that came on my YouTube algorithm Mm -hmm. featuring an incredible Janet Jackson tribute, Pat. Yes. Let's talk about it. So good. This entire video is incredible. Sorry. Talk, talk, talk. It's the choreo for me. (laughs) Darling. You you killed (laughs) this. Thank you. Listen, I know everyone's in their Renaissance era right now. Uh-huh. Fair. As am I. But uh, I never really left the Rhythm Nation era. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, you know, I did another Janet tribute a, a year ago. Uh, I should have done them in reverse, but um, because this year was like the 30th <laughs> anniversary of uh, the If music video and song by Janet oh. Jackson, which I did last year. Um, and so this year... Uh, I did the Rhythm Nation music video, and it was it was a tough. I actually shot them two days yeah. in a row. Um, oh, I held oh my god! For a while, it was exhausting, and it was really tough. We tried our best to like match all of the dance moves and choreography and and angles and 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 you know we. It did was shot for job. shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you killed it. Like you are so good in this video. Like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I literally was watching and I was wondering, I was like, I feel like Peppermint didn't even learn the choreo for this video. She just already knew it. Oh, I already knew it. <laughs> yeah. It's been a really great opportunity for me to reach out and share the video with people who had, the, both Janet videos, with people who had something to do with the production, either were in it or directed or whatever, back in the day, like originally. Uh-huh. And so I've been able to like chat with a lot of Janet's backup dancers, which sounds like probably so... Today in 2023 sounds so thirsty and stupid, but for those who were no, like no. Around, are over the age of 30 and remember those 
Janet moments back then. Her dancers were like, if you were a Janet fan, you knew all of them by name. You know who I recently reconnected yeah. with? Not reconnected with, connected who? with and like met for the first time. Uh-huh. And I had a chance to like gloat on them and tell them how much uh, of an icon they are. Um, is a dancer who was in a Janet video, but he wasn't dancing in the video. He was in um, the music video for If. Uh, Kevin Stay, who was Madonna's backup dancer, He's uh was in Truth or Dare, the music, the music video, the movie. If anybody saw that, I don't know how old everybody is. Um, and uh S-T-E-A or A-E-A, I think. Uh he was the like only Asian dancer that was like in mainstream Ooh. music videos. He's been in everything, even as I think he danced for Britney he, too at some oh, point. Because I'm looking at him now and he's that. fine. Yeah. He could have. If it was very early, he probably did, like much yeah. earlier. He's still dancing, but like now he's more of a choreographer, I think. But he's awesome. Anything that had male dancers, he was in it. Just look him up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking him up right now, and he oh has aged like fine wine Ooh, with the salt gorgeous. and pepper yeah. and the beard. Ooh. So sweet. <laughs> All right, Pep, I see you. Okay. Well, Paris, we, you need to, <laughs> let's take a quick break. Let Paris calm down. You're looking a little okay. steamy. Okay, um, we need to take a break. <laughs> so literally fogging up the screen. So we're going to take a <laughs> quick break. Paris, take a quick ice bath and we will be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And we're back. The cream always rises to the top, and so apparently do our favorite gay celebrities. Peppermint, let us in on which celebrities are never going back to the bottom. Literally. Ah, uh, Paris and Michael, Troy Sivan revealed on Emrata's Sony podcast, High Low, that he actually is verse. And even leans more towards topping, apparently, as opposed okay. to the apparently popular belief that he is a bottom. Now, how did this bottom rumor start? Savan said that he had written a song called Bloom, in which there's a line that says, I bloom just for you, which made people think he was like a power bottom. So he had to set the record straight. Yeah. Ugh. He fully came out with like the bottom anthem of the current millennium. Uh-huh. And I think it's fair for people to have been like, oh, got it. Big old yeah. bottom. Yeah. Fair. That's a fun way to announce something like that. Mm-hmm. Sort of sort of double back. So wait, who is Troy Sivan? Like, for Troy those Sivan, who may not know. Famed gay twink pop star from Australia. That's okay. pretty much That's it. Really also, he's an actor now. Viral on, in the um, early aughts, late aughts. Um, yeah. For, a, okay. a, like, online Making music, you know, kind of like the gay 
Justin Bieber. I know, oddly, that sounds like, um, you know, that's... Like an oxymoron. Yeah, it sounds like an oxymoron, but... (laughs) (laughs) The gay Justin Bieber. Um, But, but like, got famous online first and then broke into the music industry. That's all I know. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. basically just like the, the face of Twinks but for the cool. current they age. Are, they okay. do have a, um, you know, Bloom is is like years old and now they have a new music video and single and music. So this is just like, they're in the ether, yeah. you know. No bottom shaming at all. Like, I think it's, no, it, of course. it almost feels like we're like, we're qualifying whether bottom or top is better. Not we, but just like society. Um, if Culturally, if, culturally yeah. If we're doing this, but... I, I do think that, like, you know, I just assume everyone's a bottom because I've been. I do so, too. I won't say disappointed. I've been surprised <laughs> more times <laughs> there than you go. not. So I'm just like, everybody's the bottom, you know, and we're all fighting over uh, one top. <laughs> exactly. That's always been the culture. It's like bottom until proven top. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's very that. I did love some of the comments on the video of Troy Sivan like clearing the air or like setting the record straight, which is like a hilarious thing to do. Uh Um, But one of the comments was like from Honey Month Yum Yum. They said, I guess just for you was literal. Like he did it once just for one person and never again. I'm like, that's true. He really did say I bloom just for you. That's true. I bloom just for you. Everyone else, though, like, bend over. Like, do I even want to see your face? No. Um, sorry, I just wanted to try an Australian accent. It was that pretty was good. It wasn't bad. For me. Thank you. According to another comment from John Cake with 2K, said, I mean, on Rush, he did say, breathe, one, two, three, take all of me. So yeah. I'm not surprised. Twink top. Oh, my God. It's- Which I love that. You know what? Good for him. This this makes me want to go support him more. It's I'm like, like oh, gay way to defy stereotypes. The music's pretty good. Yeah. 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 Troy is nothing if not subtle. <laughs> 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 I'm waiting for his, like, verse top bear yeah, anthem when he gets side. into his, like, 40s and 50s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. This is going to be great. Side to the left. <laughs> side to the right. So... In addition to Troy doing this, then Andy Cohen decided to chime in and tell us all that he's a top, which, like, no one was surprised there. I've met him twice, and both times his hand was on my the small of my back, so uh-huh. no shockers there. But it's sort of, like, interesting that we're now talking about who's a top and who's a bottom and, like, what our positions are in a greater cultural conversation. Because I feel like for a while we kind of, as queer people, were like, hey, it's a little bit gauche to talk about that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. now it's more public. How do we feel about that? I have complicated feelings about it. One hand, I really do think it's cool that there's like, you know, um, queer sexuality is, you know, a little less taboo maybe than it has been, at least for the queer community to talk about these types of things openly, which is great. It also encourages a dialogue about sex and sexual practices and hopefully sexual health, which I think is also really, really good. I I really like the idea that it could sort of bust standards. I mean, the people that we assume are bottoms or tops obviously might not be. And this kind of allows that Mm -hmm. conversation to continue, which in a very indirect way sort of addresses the whole mask versus femme conversation and Mm -hmm. and our expectations about what people should be and how they should look and different things like that, which is great. Uh, Yeah. And I I think that it also could maybe invite 
people who aren't, who don't consider themselves queer to, to have these conversations as well. I mean, I think the the real war uh, and against the patriarchal, like, sex shaming of it all will, and puritanical sex shaming of it all will probably be when, you know, cis hetero men are talking about that they're a bottom because, yeah, you know, yeah. straight guys uh, engage in all of these positions as well. Um, mm-hmm. They sure do. So, I, yeah. I have a friend who's like a very like manly, masculine, you know, straight, married with kids, and he loves butt stuff. And he's like very open about it. And I think he feels comfortable doing it because like no one's going to challenge this guy's masculinity, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. Like he's so, he's, he's sort of like Ken. He's so comfortable <laughs> in himself. And he only got into it because he had gay friends. And like he was like, well, what's the whole thing with butt sex? And we were like, well, this. And he's like, well, I guess I'll try it. And like, and or like Work. another friend of mine who Ally. she uh, realized that she's a top. She's a straight woman, but she's yeah. like, I don't like being a bottom, and it's just not my yeah. thing. Like personality wise, I am a top. I am a dominant person. Like this is the role I like to have in my sex life. So she is straight. She dates straight cis men, but like she's the top in that relationship, and there are many men out there for her. And it's, I think you're right. And she's probably got them lined up. Uh-huh. And she, she's beautiful and she's so chill. Like we said, assume they're a bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but yeah, I'm with you. Like, I, my mom is a psychologist, so I grew up in, we talked about sex starting when I was like a little kid. I was in a play when I was eight that talked about blowjobs. So I was like, what mom, what's that? that? Jesus. Wait, it's called yeah, Working. It was a musical. Oh, Working. Um, okay, yeah. I played a newsboy. Yeah. And then there's a song about blowjobs. Anyway, um, so I got the talk young. So sex stuff has never been particularly taboo to me because luckily I had a mom who's very willing to talk about anything and talk about it candidly. And so I, I I think I'm really lucky in that. And I think you're right. I hope that the more that we talk about this stuff, the more it just makes people comfortable and more understanding and more yeah. willing to be themselves. And it chips away at those stigmas. What makes it complicated for me is that being out as trans and kind of looking at the landscape and opening the like trans gazette, the imaginary trans gazette newspaper every single day, <laughs> the headline is never something that's like as as fun and innocuous maybe as this is. It does seem kind of silly to talk about whether or not Troye Sivan is the bottom when there's over 600 pieces of legislation that are uh, aiming to dismantle LGBTQ uh, rights, especially Mm -hmm. trans rights, happening every single day. And in the public sphere, the conversation is very much still attacking when when it comes to LGBT. LGBTQ topics, uh, still very much still attacking the trans community. And so it does feel a little like, Mary, is this what we're announcing? You know? Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's a very, very good point. Yeah. And it's like, it's almost like as a straight, a predominantly like heterosexual cis media conglomerate, they're like, oh, we'll talk about Troy Sivan being a top, but we won't talk about the latest murders of trans exactly. people and yeah. trans people of color. But by the way, I have to just uh, assert this right now. Um, uh, I went and saw um, a movie that I do think, I do encourage people to see. Uh, it's called Kokomo City. It's a, an independent film. It's an independent documentary. Uh, I guess most documentaries are independent. Um, and it's about the sex trade and particularly uh, four or five uh, sex workers who are of trans experience. Uh, it's filmed in black and white. It's like the most gorgeous thing. Uh, mm. oh, Coco wow. the Doll uh, um, is, I guess, the main person featured. In, featured in the in the documentary. She was murdered a 
a couple of months ago before the documentary came out, which was released in theaters this weekend. And it really drove home, you know, like what we're dealing with. You know, there it was it felt like life imitating art, you know. Um yeah. and so, uh, you know, not to be too heavy, but we can't be thinking about Troy Savon's uh, ass for this many minutes. Um so, you know yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make it so so. Um. No, you are brilliant. This was this was an incredible is, conversation. I loved yeah. every second of it. No, no, no. Peppermint, you are wonderful. You make so many brilliant points. I'm so glad yeah. you're making. Now, besties, while you go figure out where to watch that gorgeous documentary online, we're gonna take a quick break. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girly? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, nothing. No tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. No tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. And we're back. So we're still talking about Barbie. Deal with it. We know Barbies have all sorts of important jobs. Jobs like president, rocket scientist, and Margot Robbie's, which was honestly just hot. But TikTok users can't get over posting their Ken's jobs too. Jobs like investment baking, car, cheat. Uh, oh, oh no, not cheat. Well, we'll unpack that trend. But remember, they're just Ken. Paris? That's right, Michael. In the wake of the Barbie movie, the hit song, I'm Just Ken by Ryan Gosling, has been skyrocketing on social media, and it's actually, like, literally charting, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. Um, and the girlies <laughs> have been using the song to show off what type of Ken they have. Like, do you have an investment banking Ken? Do you have a baking Ken? A day drinking Ken? The official sound now has over 36,000 videos on it, so it's actually still pretty new, and it's not too late to hop on this trend if you want to get in on the action, divas. Mm -hmm. Um... I personally am working on one myself because I have so many clips of my fiance Dwight like falling asleep while doing things you shouldn't be sleeping. Like he was by the pool the other day watching a video on his iPad like this and then just like okay, I thought you were going to say like driving, like or <laughs> no, operating not driving machinery. <laughs> like <laughs> thank like, god you no. Fall asleep doing. You're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> making well, love. No. Making love. Um, no, that's but normal. But my Ken's right? job is sleep. For sure. <laughs> well, I love it because in the movie, if you haven't seen it, Ken's job is beach. Like, he beaches. Mm -hmm. Whatever that means to Ken, but he does beach. Uh, <laughs> so it's just, like, so adorable that women, like, the one from at Bryn's Adventures who has River Ken, and it's a video of her Ken, like, river rafting, and she's like, he does river. That's like, a dangerous Ken to have. That's He's like a rough and tumble Ken. Yeah, he might he die. He comes with a warranty. Yeah, you need the Apple Care on that Ken. Yeah. <laughs> Warning, this is actually a professional. Is that the is that the the warning? TikTok flag yeah, the video. It, it doesn't, it's one it is <laughs> oh yeah. It's really successful because it's one of those um river the river job is like when I watched the video, I was like, oh, is that actually a job or is he just like going for like a spin in his boat that he just got? Like, is he that <laughs> yeah. rich that anything he does is his job or but it, he was in all the gear it looks like he's actually like a river yeah. rafting like guy yeah. or something and i i just pulled up the video and i like that there is i missed it at first the the warning where it's like the actions in this video are performed by professionals or supervised by professionals do not attempt 
But her little <laughs> caption is so cute. She was like, everyone's showing their Ken's job. My Ken's job is River. He loves River. He came with his very own paddle and cute little boat. Ken loves when Barbie watches him go splish splash. Send it, Ken. Like, <laughs> Send it, Ken. I love it. <laughs> I also love, like, my favorite line from the Barbie movie is when Ken is talking about his job being just beach. And Hari Neff is like, and what a good job you do at beach. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, he just tried to surf and like hit a giant plastic thing. Um, but I like how the some of the women who are chiming in. Lesbians. Yeah. Some Barbies don't have a Ken. They have a Barbie, which, as Paris just sang out, lesbians. Um, like going from at another art teacher who said, forget Ken. My Barbie is art teacher Barbie. She drinks lots of coffee and forgets everything she says two seconds after she says it. She comes with student loans and a closet full of clothes. And it is like this cute, like very art teacher art looking lady, like sipping an iced coffee in her little denim jacket in her classroom. It's very cute. We love a Barbie she, who has a Barbie. She's dressed like art teacher Barbie for sure. She really is. She came with all the right accessories. That's she the totally kind of, did. That's the kind of a Barbie that I would have come out to in fifth grade art class. Oh, for sure. Like, you know, like they were, <laughs> my art teachers were always like really cool and chill and always gave the vibe that like they already knew that I was like, something was queer going yeah. on. And they were like, yeah. you know, you can help me wash out the, the, the whatever, the paint cans or whatever, you know. Uh, <laughs> yep. Queer-coded art teachers are so important for the queer experience. Mm-hmm. We all we all either had an art teacher or like a really fierce English teacher that instead of recess, we went in and helped them laminate things. Yes. Like, yes. very much. And gossip about that, that was me. Like, it was like, I and would talk skip, about her like, husband. Yeah, totally. It would be me and whatever English teacher with who may or may not have had a mild <laughs> caffeine addiction, just like talking about why she's still single. Like, it was great. Oh, yeah. Okay. One more thing I want to mention about the Ken of it all. I saw this video from Kai lazing around mm-hmm. about like the Barbie test. And in the video, she basically describes how like a big trend in China right now that's gone viral is girls taking their boyfriends to see the Barbie movie. And then like there's a rating system on how they react to it because a mm-hmm. lot of the men in China are apparently like up in arms about this to the point where like she said that like half of them stormed out of the theater because mm-hmm. it like puts women on too high of a pedestal, which like so dark to even think that that's the predominant culture over there. And obviously over here too, to an extent. Yeah. Um, But like girls are fully like bringing them to the Barbie movie as like a litmus test to see if they should dump them for being like misogynist assholes or Mm -hmm. if they should continue to date them because they get at least half of the movie. So the bar for the test is very low. Yeah. Very low. It's like if they left, then probably dump him. But if he liked 50% of the movie, he's okay. Like, oh. Yeah. It's quite low. It is quite low. And, you know, I yeah, mean, I, it's a good I test. loved the Barbie of it all. And I, I knew that I was going to have, like, fun watching a pink movie. But I just wasn't quite sure, like, where I would fit with that. There was some... It was, like, really well done. and I. But I do think that it's interesting yeah. that the movie seems to have, like, sort of broken, I don't know, the internet or, like, the conversation about misogyny. There's people having these conversations, like, a week or two later now that the movie's been out for a minute. And I'm seeing, like, it's really, it's, like, not only the number one movie, it's also, like, at least in the top five conversation topics for people. Yeah. <laughs> and we yeah. were talking about this on a, on some of our episodes because we literally haven't stopped talking about the bar movie because we're obsessed with it. Yeah. And their marketing campaign was so good. I had a friend who was kind of critiquing specifically the America Ferrera monologue for being, like, really basic and kind of, like, flat and not really nuanced. But I was talking to her, I was like, 
for us that have been having this conversation, like for decades at this point, like it does seem like kind of flat and surface level and nuanced, but this movie was marketed towards every person. Mm -hmm. So by distilling it into a way that's very easy to understand and super palatable and digestible, we're getting all these people kind of starting to understand it for the first time in a significant way. And that's why they're having so many reactions to it and conversations about it, because they're like, oh, the patriarchy is not serving either men or women. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that was such a subversive and brilliant thing for Greta Gerwig to do with this film. It's sort of just like literally deprogramming the Barbies that up to this point still haven't gotten it Mm -hmm. by way of the film. Mm Yeah, I remember you saying that, and I was like, oh, this makes a lot of sense. It was sort of like Feminism 101 in some ways, or like yeah. Anti-Patriarchy 101, but for a lot of people, that's that's kind of what we need right now. Yeah. Like, uh, especially since we're going right. backwards, it f- seemingly, um, at least legislatively. Mm-hmm. And I love that they were able to, you know, I love the like diversity that they were able to, to bring in. Not, I certainly would have dragged them had they not, you know? Um, yeah, of so course. So it wasn't like, you know, the... Nobody gets a cookie, but um, I love that Hari Neff was in the film, that they had a trans Barbie and that wasn't even a thing. And Mm -hmm. she was just one of the gals, you know, Um, which I Mm -hmm. thought was brilliant and excellent and made me very happy. But I do love that. It's sort of like this trend that seems to be, because I saw an article too about like, girlfriends dumping their boyfriends based on their reactions to the Barbie movie. Like one I saw where she, I believe it was an article in the Atlantic and I wish I'd found, I scrolled too quickly and went past it. But basically she was like, she saw it with her boyfriend and a bunch of moments made her cry. And then afterwards he was kind of like making her feel bad for crying where he was like, why would that make Ugh. you cry? That was just like a dumb, silly movie. And she's like, the fact that you don't get it means that we Huge probably shouldn't be together. Honestly, yeah. And yeah. It's, it's probably, I mean, it is a good litmus test because if his reaction to a, like uh, something that feels like more of a, 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 not only a feminist piece, but a piece that that interrogates, you know, the structures and the oppressive nature of yeah. the patriarchy. And the guy like is not here for that. Um, it just mm-hmm. shows us how much further we have to go for sure. Yeah. 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 It's a great way to get your secretly misogynistic boyfriend to out himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oops. And then your post about it. Showing. Um- oh! Yeah. Ooh. Yep. Bye. Yeah. Find out and then post about it on TikTok like everybody else. Drag him. <laughs> my Ken didn't understand this movie, so whoop, my Ken was returned to the store. <laughs> my Ken honestly left it kind of like meh, but I think he passed the fifty percent threshold, so I'm gonna keep him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My Ken still hasn't seen the movie because I'm a terrible boyfriend and I went and saw it without him. And so he has yet to go see it. (laughs) Besties, I think that's all the time we have for today. Yeah. Peppermint, it has been so fun catching up with you. Besties, don't forget to catch up with us on our socials or leave us messages at thesocialdosepodcast.com. We might just read them aloud on the show. Now, Peppermint, obviously... We stand with all unions, specifically orcas that are unionizing in the ocean, but all unions we stand with. (laughs) They are. What is it that you can plug at this time? Where can our besties find you on social media, for example? They can find me on my social media, uh, uh, Peppermint247 on all channels, where you'll be able to see all of the most recent things that I've been up to. If you scroll, especially if you're handy with the scroll, then you'll see all the Mm -hmm. things that I've been um, up to this year and there will definitely be more amazing that i uh i'll be up to um next year 
That's all I can think I love that. Yeah. And besties, you have yeah. to go to YouTube to watch uh, both of Peppermint's incredible Janet tribute videos. And while you're on YouTube, check out this great video that I saw of Trixie Mattel and Katya watching an incredible new show uh, called Survival of the Thickest. I'm excited to watch it. I don't know what made me think that up. I guess YouTube sort of just, uh, yeah. you know me, my scatterbrain. And with that being said, I need to go literally watch Kokomo City, the documentary from 2023 right now. And this Ken has to go to his new job, which is as a mall attendant in Barbara Streisand's basement. Hop is scrawling. I'm gonna go practice being a bottom. <laughs> <laughs> The Social Dose is a Sony Music Entertainment production. The EPs are Sarita Wesley and Jasmine Henley-Brown. Daniel Jones-Wesley is senior producer, Chelsea Jacobson is producer, and Sunny Balkin is associate producer. This show is engineered by Gulliver Lawrence Tickle and John Scott. Music by Dom Jones. 